I've been talking about Rogers that much. Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! They rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local. From the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. My name is Travis Sparks, and I cheer for Illinois athletics, and I obviously do not deserve good things. And Eric Fry. Because every time you say Bielema, I think of Brad Bielema. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. What's happening out there? It's a party here on a uh, party of Thursday. Throwback Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Whatever you want this Thursday uh, to be. Uh, we're here to celebrate with you. And I say we, uh, but it's just me here. Travis Sparks flying solo here uh, this evening. Eric had to take care of uh, some other business. And uh, so going to get you a light up for you here. Of course, we're going to talk about uh, some local sports uh, coming up. A little light schedule for Wednesday. But we did have uh, the uh, Cumberland Pirates in action over at the uh, St. Elmo Holiday Tournament. And we also had the host, St. Elmo, in action uh, last night. So we'll take a look at both of those games over there and a couple other ones that were squeezed in there. And we will move forward to uh, tonight's schedule as the uh, St. Elmo Tournament continues there. And we'll also take a look at uh, some uh, girls basketball on the schedule for today, including a one a game there in the NTC that's on our airwaves over on our sister station, 100.5, 105.5 Jack FM. Of course, I'm talking about the Outspawn Count Herrick Petra City game later on this evening. Hit up on that. And we'll hit up on uh, some basketball, some uh, NBA from uh, last night. As boy, oh boy, there was a real discussion on someone really wanted a game ball last night. And uh, the Bucks and Pacers had a discussion about it. So we'll definitely dive into uh, that as well as the suspension for Draymond was handed down. And they get my thoughts and opinions on uh, that. And we'll also hit up on uh, some uh, college basketball as well. Take a peek at that. And also take a peek at the NFL action uh, for tonight. That uh, begins week number 15 of the season. And where we stand entering week 15 in the uh, playoff picture as well. And also with the more local sports the first polls of the season for basketball uh, came out with the Associated Press. So we'll see where our area teams uh, stack up there. And we'll see who's disrespected in the opening of polls. Because, you know, there's always got to be some uh, disrespect 
handed out in the first polls. So we'll get to that here in a, just a, a little bit for the first polls for the boys and a girls high school basketball. And then we'll see whatever else I can come up with him. If I don't fit it all here in this hour, then I'll have it in overtime and I'll have it in the podcast of the show today. Of course, Start Atlanta would not be possible without the folks from McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and Teutopolis State Bank. All right, so I got a lot to cover here today and only an hour to do it. Only here until the noon hour here on ESPN Radio. And I try to fit it all in. And let's go and let's start it off with a segment we call First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in basketball. We're starting off with the NBA there from last night. No, we're not starting with the Pistons dropping their 21st straight game. Detroit may never win again. But we're starting off with that game that happened there in Milwaukee. And it involved an area team that was the Pacers after they were coming off their uh, second place finish in the end season uh, tournament as uh, they matched up with uh, the Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo and Giannis had himself a, a game as he scored the most points in the NBA uh, this season as he dropped 64 last night on Indiana and Milwaukee ended up winning the game 140-126 but that was not what everyone was talking about after the game, not only did Giannis drop 64, and not only is it the most points in the NBA this season, but it's also a new franchise record there for the Bucks as he broke uh, Michael Red. Uh, if you know 2000s basketball, you know Michael Red and the Milwaukee Bucks. But uh, that was the original previous record. I believe it was 58 points was the previous record. So Giannis went way beyond that. But uh, the little scuffle after the uh, contest, and it kind of got heated there in the uh, tunnel as after the game, uh, Giannis wanted the game ball, obviously, for breaking the franchise record of points and having 64 points. It's probably the most, that's definitely the most in his career. So he wanted the game ball, naturally. Well, they couldn't find the game ball as it appears that the Pacers ended up taking the game ball. And this is what I kind of find is a little petty. Yes, but sometimes in the NBA, this is what we need. We need to get something talking and we need to get our rivalry going because what makes people interested in watching uh, basketball or watching sports in general especially for a casual like me, it's no secret, casual NBA fan, don't talk about or don't really pay too close attention until the NBA, until after the All-Star break and closer to the playoffs and whatnot. But uh, this is kind of what you need for the NBA, is especially in division rivals as well. It hasn't had very many rivalries in the NBA these days, and maybe this is could be something that could get started. Uh, but uh, the Pacers took the game ball because apparently a rookie late in the game uh, scored his first point in the NBA, so they decided to uh, take the game ball. 
that's a little petty in my opinion, but sometimes, hey, to begin a rivalry, you need some pettiness to go with this, and maybe there's some hard feelings towards Giannis and the Bucks and whatnot. So uh, that was the explanation that they uh, gave to Milwaukee why uh, they uh, took the game ball, and it's game ball gate. I mean, now there's some video surfaces of the Pacers didn't even have the game ball at all. They thought they did, but it was taken by a security guard or someone else. So Giannis chasing down the Bucks or chasing down the Pacers in the visiting locker room uh, may not have been for naught. Maybe in chasing a ghost or a phantom game ball that didn't even exist in the Pacers locker room uh, there. But uh, Rick Carlisle, the uh, head coach there of the uh, Pacers, uh, took the ball for Oscar Tshiebe's uh, first official NBA point in uh, the contest that led to a confrontation between members of the team, including Giannis. And uh, Carlisle uh, said that in the press conference, it's an unfortunate situation. We don't need the official game ball. There's two game balls there. We could have taken the other one, but it didn't need to escalate in that way. Really just unfortunate. Third game we played with these guys in two and a half weeks. So uh, things are heated with the competition. And I understand all that. But for what it came into the hallway, it didn't happen. It didn't need to happen that way. And uh, uh, Cameron Payne also said, uh, Giannis wanted the game ball. I'm following my teammate or out or not. It's just a, a lot of commotion, honestly. it just He just wanted his ball, man. And uh, to the Kupo echoed Carlisle's unfortunate uh, sentiments about the uh, situation uh, there. Uh, Giannis actually said he wanted the game ball because he believed it should go to teammate Dame Lillard, who scored his 2,451st career three-pointer Wednesday night to pass Kyle Korver on a fifth place in NBA history. Okay, Giannis, yeah, you wanted it for your teammates Dame Lillard, 2,000 three-pointer Whatever. You wanted it for your 64th point. Just say it for what it is. And uh, Giannis has no idea which ball he ended up with. He said, I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I really don't know. I have a ball, but I don't know if it's the game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It feels like a brand new ball. I can tell. I played, what, 35 minutes today? I know how the game ball felt. The ball that I have, which I'll take, and I'll give it to my mom for sure, but I don't want it. If it's the actual, if it's not actually the game ball, so <laughs> game ball gate is in full effect there in Milwaukee. So Giannis did end up with a ball, but we're not even sure if it's the right one or not. Giannis claims that it's not, but <laughs> this is just all kind of uh, mixed up and uh, very, very odd situation uh, there in Milwaukee last night. And yes, Michael Red's uh, franchise record in Milwaukee was 57 points, and he did that in 2006. Did that in a loss, by the way. Pacers claiming that they wanted the game ball for uh, Toshiba's first points. I mean, this was a loss, first of all. Why would you want the game ball? I understand it's the first NBA point or whatever, but I mean, come on. That's just that's just a little a little petty pettiness same. Yeah, you know, these two teams definitely have some history here in uh, so, uh Giannis and the Pacers could be uh, hopefully maybe the beginnings of a potential uh, bad blood rivalry there with Game Ball Gate there in Milwaukee last night. Also, the other big news that happened there yesterday in the NBA is that after the show was over for us, 
And actually, it was later on in the evening that the ABA uh, came down with the punishment for Draymond Green. And it looks like they're suspending Draymond for not an X amount of number of games. It's just an indefinite suspension. And whatever that means, well, it's pretty easy for the ABA. It's pretty open to interpretation. Uh, there, it can mean five games. It can mean 25 games. It's just about getting Draymond help. The league said that the penalty handed down by the operations uh, chief Joe Dumars, who was also on first take this morning, explaining the uh, punishment. He said this is already Green's second suspension, and he will be required to meet certain league and team conditions before he returns to play. And Draymond and his agent, Rich Paul, are expected to meet Thursday today to start discussions, a path of counseling and assistance for Green to move forward. According to Woj, the Liga didn't want to put a specific number on the suspension, but wants to allow Green the time he needs to deal with the challenges he's facing. Green will also be docked $153,000 per game if his suspension is fewer than 20 games and $220,000 per game if it is more than 20 games. I'll tell you right now, people, it is not going more than 20 games. I would be shocked if this goes more than 20. Again, I feel like putting this indefinite suspension, it sounds a lot worse than it actually is. And with suspensions these days, I guess, with you know Coach Harbaugh still being around the team with his suspension, Draymond's still going to be around the team. He's still going to be allowed to practice. He just can't go to the games or won't be a participant in the games or whatnot. That's not exactly getting the help that he needs. And the one thing about that's kind of what Dumars said on first take this morning about getting Draymond help, 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 and want to give him another chance. How many second chances does one person get? And in order, one thing about help, to, in order for to receive help, you want, you're going to have to want to get help. And Draymond, I don't think wants help. He doesn't feel like he did anything wrong. He's never felt like he's done anything wrong. So uh, how can he admit that he has a problem when he doesn't think he has a problem and so i think it's kind of a little bit of a cop out to not put a number set number on a things it's just we gotta go through counseling and you know you know some people with with that they just go through the motions and just check all the boxes check all the checklists and whatnot and he's gonna be back within 10 games i mean it's probably gonna be more than 10 but i would be shocked if it goes more than a 20 We'll see him back on the court anytime soon. Sometime soon. I don't think it's going to be quite what Eric predicted yesterday before the suspension was officially handed out of being back by Christmas. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, that is only in what, like 12 or 11 days. You know the countdown to Christmas. You've probably been counting down at home. I mean, it's getting closer. Hopefully, you got your Christmas shopping uh, done, bub. Uh, so that was uh, Draymond's suspension there, an indefinite suspension, kind of a cop-out by the NBA in my aspect. Uh, like I mentioned there at the top, Detroit, they lose again. They may never win again. As That's the 21st loss in a row that the Pistons have had as the 76ers won that one, 129-111. Uh, the Pelicans won over the Wizards by 20, 142-22. Uh, Brandon Ingram dropped uh, 40 points last night. Uh, Miami, they beat the Hornets 115 to 104. 
I'm staring at that Jimmy Butler uh, photo right now. <laughs> uh, 19 points or 15 points. Can't read. 10 assists in the game. Three rebounds away from a triple double. Raptors over the Hawks, 135-201 and 28. Uh, the Rockets won over the uh, Grizz, 117-104. Jared Jackson Jr. had himself in him a game, 44 points, but not enough to get Memphis the win. The Lakers uh, beat the Spurs again. Boy, Wimby is really making a difference there. 3-20 and on the season is San Antonio. It was a close game, 122-119. to AD at 37. Wimbyama, he goes for 30 uh, there in the loss. Uh, the Nets, they won against the Suns, 116-2-112. And uh, the Jazz won against the Knicks, 117-2-113 there in that game. Action uh, tonight, you got the uh, Cavs, the uh, Celtics, uh, Chicago is in Miami to take on the Heat. Wolves against the Mavs, Nets, Nuggets, Jazz, Trailblazers, Thunder Kings, and the Warriors Clippers. Second game there on NBA TV this evening. So that was what happened in the association last night. And uh, coming up, I'll tell you about what happened in the local realm uh, last night. And get you set for uh, the schedule for uh, tonight's action on the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. <laughs> Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. This is Carlin versus Joe. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortinball. Why can't we flex out a bad game to replace that good game? Flexing out the German game? I, that, yes, I, I can't I, imagine I, I, a listen, bigger logistical nightmare. Have for the, the Germans done enough to deserve Dolphins against the Chiefs? Ah, it's the Germans. Can't we send the commanders over there? Carlin versus Joe. Hey, this is Chris Carlin. Listen to Carlin versus Joe on 98.9 The Game. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortinball. This is Carlin versus Joe. We're still working out kinks in November? Doesn't that seem a little odd at that point? No, and I'm already getting angry because, again, I'm going to be stuck taking up for the Cowboys. It is amazing the way we've been able to do this. I don't like these guys. I don't want to defend them, but you say ridiculous things that need to be countered on behalf of the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe. Hey, this is Chris Carlin. Listen to Carlin versus Joe on 98.9 The Game. Owners, are you ready to take the next step to increase your revenue? Cromwell Media can help you broaden your revenue capabilities beyond your expectations, offering geofencing, retargeting, website design, video production, and social media management. Hi, this is Sheila Myers, General Manager at Cromwell Media in Effingham. Our five great radio stations will help you build your brand locally. Extended with digital, we can put your brand anywhere in the country. You've put so much into your business. Let Cromwell Media experts help because your success is our success. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, 
trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. And now... Is this really what we're talking about today? Because if it is, I'm going to leave. The starting lineup. Like, this is ridiculous. All right, (laughs) we'll get back on track. Sports podcast talking about phones. Give me a break. On 98.9 The Game. This is ridiculous. Give me a break. Back in uh, to the startup lineup. You're on 98.9 The Game. ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks flying solo, stumbling and bumbling my way through the day. All right, let's talk about uh, some uh, local sports here. And local sports uh, from uh, last night. As we had a, a couple of games there in the uh, St. Elmo Holiday uh, Tournament, including the uh, Cumberland Pirates getting started there in uh, that tournament. And uh, Cumberland was victorious over County Herrick Beecher City as it was a, a seed upset as Cumberland came into this one of the sixth seed and CHBC was the three, but it was uh, Cumberland coming away with the uh, narrow victory there, 32-28. Uh, was the uh, final score there as uh, Cumberland. They led uh, 11 to 9 after one quarter of play, and then uh, both teams uh, scored a 7 in that quarter. So Cumberland ended up still leading by a couple of points, 18 to 16 at halftime. And then uh, Cumberland extended that lead by a point, so they led by three after three quarters, 27 24. And then they outscored them again. They're on the final score. Uh, final quarter, only nine combined points in the final quarter. Five to four, Cumberland outscored the uh, bo- uh, the Bobcats there. Thirty-two to twenty-eight was the uh, final score. Let's look at Eric's stats here that he left me. Uh, everything's pretty similar. I mean, uh, CHBC they did shoot a slightly better percentage, thirty-one percent from the field. Uh, Cumberland shot twenty-seven percent from the field. Both teams had 17 turnovers. Cumberland looks like they had a little bit more in the first half, but that evened out towards the end of the game. Fairly similar in rebounding as well. Uh, 21 to 20, Cumberland won the rebounding advantage uh, there. Uh, Slightly more free throws uh, made by uh, Cumberland. So maybe that and the three-pointers was the difference as well. Cumberland did hit four of them, and uh, CHBC 
they did not. They didn't hit any in the uh, contest. So uh, it seems to be just a slight difference and looked like to be a grinded out game. And that's exactly what uh, Cumberland did in last night's game here against the uh, Bobcats as uh, Caleb Bierman in an elite in the way for Cumberland. He had a 10 points in the uh, contest and it looks like that uh, Blake McMeekin, he had uh, three there in there, and he had seven. Uh, Caleb Beerman, he had five. Uh, Cade McMeekin had three. Harmon also had three points as well. Busher with two. And Radel only had one point in this one. as That was kind of a thing that Cumberland, you're like, oh, okay, well, like Cam must have had uh, a Decent game. No, he only had one in the game. So, uh, Cumberland won despite a Radle's low output uh, there. And he also uh, had um, Wojcik leading the way for CHBC. He had eight points, but no players in double figures there for uh, Cowden. So, uh, CHBC, they will slide over into the consolation side of things. And that will be on a Friday there at 6.15. And then Cumberland, they will advance to the championship side of the bracket. And who will they face? Well, that was decided in the first game of the night there in St. Elmo. As it was the host, two-seed St. Elmo Brownstown, winning over Mulberry Grove. 73-39 to was the final score there. St. Elmo jumped on them early. Eight, or, yeah, 16-5 to after one quarter of play. And they extended that lead out. There, as Mulberry Girl only had nine points, and it was a 28 to 9 lead there at half, and then 24 points for St. Elmo, and 21 in the fourth quarter as well for their 73. So, uh, just looking at the, the box score here for St. Elmo, they had uh, four players in a double figures, and Schwab was right there with nine, uh, Mason had eight, but Atwood led the way for uh, the Eagles, he had 14, Maxi. Had a 12, both maxis. Uh, one had 12 and the other had a 10. And Will Howard had a 10 points as well. And that's the only thing that has been impressing me for St. Elmo and their start to the season that they've had. They've only had that uh, one loss to St. Anthony. Is that it seems like they're very uh, balanced in uh, scoring. Like Atwood most likely is going to be the leading scorer, but uh, have other contributors there that. that are right there in the double figures, and that's good when you can have that. That uh, you don't have that one guy you have to key in on. You have to uh, worry about everybody there on the floor. So, uh, State almost really impressed me to uh, start off the season uh, there, and so uh, they'll advance to take on a Cumberland. That's who the Pirates will have next. That's at 7:45 on a Friday, and Mulberry Grove will slide over into the consolation side. Um, uh, there in the game before that against Mulberry Grove there in St. Elmo on a Friday. And St. Elmo's tournament will continue tonight, but I'll talk about that coming up here in just a sec. Uh, Wayne City Holiday Tournament, that's where North Clay is, and they participate in that one. And Weber ended up winning over North Clay 53-45. to uh, 45. So in North Clay, they will slide over to the uh, Consolation uh, side there in Weber uh, will march on to the uh, semifinals on a Friday uh, in high school girls basketball from uh, last night as uh, South Central won over Oblong Powhut 60 to 40 
And in this contest, it was Webster leading the way for South Central. As she had a 31 in the contest. And also, Tegan Webster, that was her 1,000th career point there at South Central. So, congratulations to Miss Webster there for 1,000 in her career. And leading the way to the victory as well. Got things off on the right foot in the first quarter. They doubled OPH up 18-9. to in that opening quarter, and then uh, they outscored them 14-9 in the uh, second and finished things off there in the fourth quarter for the 20-point win. Kidwell led the way for OPH. She had 25. No other scorers were in double figures there. It was uh, Paris getting the win over uh, Tri-County, 28-20. Low-scoring affair with those two uh, great programs. And a South Central Conference, it was Staunton winning over South Fork. 49 to 33 and that was it from uh, last night said it was a, a light schedule uh, for a Wednesday but let's take a look at the uh, schedule for this evening and first up in high school girls basketball in the NTC we got some good matchups here we got Windsor Stew Straws uh, there at Tuscola and that's going to be a tough test for the Hatchets Tuscola pretty good we'll see where they uh, stack up in the uh, polls here in a second, but uh, North Clay after that loss on Monday against Altamont, they'll try to bounce back against Red Hill. Nioga travels to Brownstown to take on St. Elmo, and uh, the rivalry, Crosstown rivalry, uh, goes down tonight there at the Inlow Center. St. Anthony hosting Effingham in uh, that one, and a Calderick Beecher City, like I mentioned, they'll be traveling to Altamont to take on uh, the Indians. Indians running a five-game winning streak right now are the ladies, and we'll see where they stack up in the polls. And you can have a coverage over on a Jack FM there, 100.5, 105.5, and also streaming on our website, femradio.com. And if you miss any of the games as well, any of the Cumberland, Altamont boys or girls, we have them up on our podcast feed on the website as well. So if you want to... Check that out, uh, please uh, do so. So, looking forward to uh, this one uh, tonight with uh, CHBC and Altamont. Altamont still trying to stay undefeated in the conference, and a CHBC trying to throw a wrench into those plans and stop that winning streak for Altamont tonight. Elsewhere, uh, the Apollo only have one matchup. Taylorville matching up with uh, Pena. Uh, Lincoln Prairie sees uh, Cumberland hosting Sarah Gordo. Arcola is at Heritage. Villa Grove at Blue Ridge. Unity Christian hosting Sullivan. Argenta is at Arthur. And Oka Valley is at Tri-County. Little line uh, tonight. You have uh, Tatopolis hosting in Newton. That should be a, a good matchup there. KZ Westfield at Martinsville. Olney hosting Fairfield. Robinson is at OPH. And uh, South Vermilion is at Marshall. So Illinois Conference teams. We got Decatur St. Theresa hosting Macon Meridian. Uh, Warrensboro Latham is at Monticello. And in the South Central, you got Litchfield at Waverly and Carlinville at South Fork. Boys basketball tonight, like I mentioned, St. Elmo Holiday Tournament continues there. The A seed Ramsey against the four seed Potoka at 615 on the consolation side. And the winner of that one will go to the uh, consolation title game on a Saturday at 430. And the loser will uh, slide into the seventh place game on Saturday there as well to open things up at 3 o'clock there at St. Elmo. And on the winner's side, it's the number one seed, Hillsboro, match up with the five seed, Windsor's Two Straws, approximately 7 of 45 uh, there. 
And, of course, the winner advances on to the championship game at 7.30 on Saturday. And the loser goes to a third place there at 6 o'clock on Saturday. Wayne City Holiday Tournament. North Clea back in action. Uh, there they're up against Wayne City this evening. And they get the host school and they get the late game as well. 8.30 scheduled to be the tip last game of the day there in Wayne City tonight. Charleston is at Effingham and Taylorville hosting Mactoon. Lincoln Prairie got Villa Grove is at OPH as well. In a girls of basketball in the junior high level, eighth grade, we got a state finals going down and a third place games going down for our area teams in the class 1A state tournament at Clinton Junior High. The championship game is Sigal St. Michael. They'll be matching up against Washington and St. Patrick at a 7 30. So good luck to Sigal and hopefully they can bring home a state championship there in a class 2A state tournament at Havana High School. Paris Crestwood are there in the third place game. There against Armstrong Ellis, and that's at 6 o'clock in the uh, Class 3A state tournament at uh, Germantown Hills Middle School. The third place game sees Litchfield, and uh, they'll be uh, matching up, up against uh, Chattahano at uh, 6 o'clock. And in the 4A state tournament at a uh, normal Parkside at Junior High, the third place game is uh, Bolingbrook. Jane Adams against Muhammad Seymour at 6 o'clock. And uh, in the championship game, it's Mount Zion going up against Dunlap at a 7.30. So uh, no matter what, an Apollo school going to be uh, taking home some hardware uh, there in the third place game and or championship there. Uh, so good luck to all of them. And hopefully they can bring home some championships and uh, some uh, plaques tonight. And we'll report about them tomorrow eight. We'll have the scores up on the website, FEMRadio.com, for you to uh, check out at your leisure. All right, so we move on here, and we're not moving away completely from local sports. We're going to stick with some uh, local basketball, and we'll look where our, our boys and girls stack up in the first basketball polls of the season in the Associated Press. That's what I'm taking a look at next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. In 2021, the Effingham County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-342. 3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Hey, it's Amanda, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A nugget trays is that they're so easy for the holidays. They're warm and flavorful. It's always the crowd pleaser. When I put down a nugget tray, everyone is happy. 
Hey, this is Brian, and the little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A nugget trays is the joy that it brings to me and everybody around me during the holidays. They're warm, juicy, and delicious. Cater the holidays with Chick-fil-A today. Available on the Chick-fil-A app. Real guests paid for their testimonials. You already know Prize Picks is the most fun you'll have this football season. But now you can play during basketball season too. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on the projected stats, and place your entry. You could turn $10 into $250. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Visit prizepicks.com/playnow and use code playnow. That's code playnow at prizepicks.com/playnow. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Evan Canty and Michelle are unsportsmanlike. I'd be stunned, absolutely stunned, if the Steelers moved on from Tomlin. Are you really going to be able to find somebody that's better than him? I don't know. I just, I, I would be shocked if it happened. If the Pittsburgh Steelers move on from Mike Tomlin, he will be the single greatest coaching free agency in the history of the sport. He will get any dollar figure he wants from any team he wants. This is Canty from Unsportsmanlike. Listen to Unsportsmanlike Monday through Fridays on 98.9 The Game. Evan, Canty, and Michelle are unsportsmanlike. Bill Belichick, he's the greatest coach of all time. However, his time has passed. Both things can be true, and it'll become obvious to more people as the season wears on that it's time for Bill Belichick to bounce. This is the long goodbye for Bill Belichick in New England. It's going to get uglier before it gets better. Bill Belichick is no longer going to be the coach of the New England Patriots after this season. This is Canty from Unsportsmanlike. Listen to Unsportsmanlike Monday through Fridays on 98.9 The Game. And now, the starting lineup. The Memphis. Memphis. Turn around three at the Memphis. Oh, you made it at the buzzer. You made it at the buzzer. We're going to overtime. On 98.9 The Game. Oh, you made it at the buzzer. You made it at the buzzer. Travis Sparks with your sports and her update. Bears top wide receiver was one of two players that missed practice because of injuries yesterday. DJ Moore did not participate because of an ankle injury. And fellow wide receiver St. Brown also misses practice with a pectoral injury. Additionally, safety Jaquan Brisker was limited by a groin injury. And the Bears also announced that pass rusher Yannick Njaku will miss the rest of the season with a broken ankle. The Bears visit Cleveland on Sunday. Northwestern, don't you think that I would let you get away with this? The Northwestern Wildcats were law or knocked off by Chicago State 75-73 yesterday. The game was tied at 67 with under 90 seconds left in regulation. When Chicago State's Wesley Carter knocked down a go-ahead three that put the Cougars up for good. And Bo Bowie led the way for Northwestern. 23 points in the losing effort. Come on, Northwestern, what are you doing there? Shohei Otani continues to break records with his move to the Dodgers. Otani's new jersey broke Fanatic's record for the highest jersey sales within the first 48 hours of release. The two-time AL MVP surpassed the previous record held by soccer star Lionel Messi. Otani will officially be introduced by the Dodgers in a news conference today. Major League Baseball is putting an emphasis on showcasing its top prospects. The league announced that it will hold a series of spring training games in March that will pit one organization's top prospect group against another team's. Welcome back here to the uh, starting lineup on a 98.9 The Game. It's Travis Sparks here and a no Eric Fry here today flying a solo here. And I was grading my sports on the reads, and that was C-minus C for that one. And there was that. 
All right, so uh, let's uh, turn uh, things over here, and uh, let's uh, turn uh, things over to the very first basketball polls of the season. You know what time it is. Time, time for, for the polls. First Associated Press rankings of the season, and let's see where our teams stack up in the state of basketball. At the Class 3A three, three level, Chicago Mount Carmel is there on top. They received one first place vote, being there at a 10 and 1. Brother Rice is right behind them. They actually received a seven first place votes at number two, so uh, not much degree of separation there. Uh, but we see Mount Zion there in the polls at 9-0 and start to their season, and they're ranked number seven. Uh, you know, I like to mention teams that I've seen in the past. Morton, they opened up with Altamont last year, and they're coming in at a number 10 there. And uh, Centralia, they are at a, uh, there was outside of the top 10, they received a 13 votes there. Uh, in a 2A, Breeze Central, they, they're champions of the St. Anthony Turkey Tournament, and they beat Newton the other week as uh, they're currently number 2 in the polls in 2A. They received 4 First place votes. Uh, Trent Wesleyan, and they're part of a team that I just saw on Tuesday. Uh, Carlisle, the same conference as them, and they're coming in at number four. Uh, Talona Unity, who uh, just uh, beat Tatopolis uh, the other day, as uh, they are coming in at a number six in the uh, polls right now. Um, let's see here. Uh, Byron. Eric's sixth favorite team, and he's got family everywhere, part of Byron, and they coming in at number nine in the polls after they just demolished teams in football. Looks like they're right back at it in basketball, too. <laughs> Haven't seen the scores in that one, though. Uh, St. Joe Ogden, they're coming in at a number 10. I know that they've beaten Arthur and Charleston uh, this season, and they usually have Tatopoulos and St. Anthony on the schedule. Uh, there as well, so thought that I'd note that one there. And the teams that are just missing out in the area, uh, 14 votes Clinton received, so they're on the outside looking in. And Tatopoulos receiving two votes, Pinckneyville receiving two votes, and Lawrenceville receiving one vote. And I talked about at the top of the show about the disrespect in the polls in two-way. Where's Newton? I mean, can they get some votes here? I know they lost to uh, Breeze Central, and uh, these votes were probably already calculated by uh, the games in on Tuesday. But, I mean, let's look at this. St. Anthony, spoiler alert here in 1A, they're number four. I, I know those are two losses right there, but two uh, pretty good losses there for uh, Newton. Where is the Eagles at least getting some sort of votes? We need that to happen. Uh, class 1A, like I mentioned, and the number one team here in the first polls is Tuscola as they received a seven first place votes and their 8-0 start to this season as it's just been a demolishing and people, their margin of victory is a wide, wide gap uh, there. And uh, so they finished third in a state last year. So they're off to a strong start uh, once again with uh, the company that they brought back. I know Quinn was back, uh, Horton, and a couple of those other guys that made contributions in that uh, sectional championship game against Altamont, the epic one there. Uh, speaking of St. Anthony, like I mentioned, they are number four in the polls right now, off to a 7-2 and two, a start to the season. Um, and then no one else here around the area is in the top 10, uh, but some other 
uh, teams receiving votes. Altamont receiving a seven uh, votes in the first polls. And uh, Goreville, seven votes as well. I mentioned them because potentially they could match up in the Cesar Holiday Tournament with those of brackets being released there yesterday. Altamont, if they, uh, they drew the four seed in that Cesar Tournament, they could be matching up in the second round with Goreville if both teams take care of business in the first round. And also Dietrich receiving a vote as well. I would expect that it would only the votes would increase there for Dietrich. And we need to get St. Elmo on the list as well, I would argue, as well. So uh, that's the first uh, boys basketball poll. And I take a look at um, the uh, girls' side of things here in a 3A. Uh, I know that they're not really in our area anymore with not being in the Apollo, but I always like to uh, look at them as uh, they had just missed out. Uh, Lincoln. Lincoln, they received a four first place votes, and they're at number two uh, right now. I say they just missed out. They they were in second place in the state championship game there last year. Uh, Galesburg, they are at a number three there. I believe they're going to be the participant in that uh, Coles County tournament uh, there. They're off to a 10-0 start to the season. Uh, Taylorville, they're in at number eight, seven and one, a start to the season. And Mount Zion comes in at number 10, and they're 10 to three, a start to the season. And the gap is not very big here with the other vote, receiving votes category. Effingham just missing out in the polls. They're at number, uh, they received 10 votes right now, so only one vote separating them and Mount Zion. And Talk about it. We talked to the Coach Schaefer there last year about how stacked the Apollo is and Lincoln not in it anymore. But right there, you had Taylorville, Mount Zion, and potentially Effingham uh, there in the polls. And Mattoon is receiving a two votes as well. Uh, in a 2A, we got a Breeze of Central. They are good in girls basketball as well as they're the number one team right now. Uh, Nashville, they come in at a number two uh, there. And uh, we have Breeze Modern Day. They're at number 9. Staunton, 10-0 start. They are currently at 10, but they don't have a wide gap either with the other receiving votes categories. Stillman Valley, they're 15 votes, so one vote away. Carlisle in, uh, the girl, on the girls' side of things, they're number 14 uh, uh, receiving votes uh, there. Uh, let's see. And Paris, they got two votes. Uh, there, I would only expect that to increase as well. In Class 1A, uh, Galena is the number one team right now. They got four, four first place votes. Oakville, the defending uh, champion uh, there, uh, they are uh, received three first place votes, but they're number two right now. Orangeville at number three. Uh, St. Anthony and uh, Serena, they are tied for a seventh in uh, the polls. So uh, St. Anthony. A and three a start to the season, so nice to see them there as well. And we have another NTC team as we are tied for ninth with Peoria Heights and Altamont. They are coming in at uh, number nine, tied for ninth. Technically, I guess you would say tenth 
potentially above. Prairie Heights 10 and 1, Altamont 8 and 2 on a five-game winning streak, and I also appreciate one first-place vote as well for Altamont uh, there. Not too often you see anyone south of number five getting a first-place vote there, so I definitely appreciate uh, that one right there. Not a wide gap, Tuscola. They uh, barely missed out on the polls. They received 14 uh, votes there. Nioga, they have a seven uh, votes. Um, uh, Central A&M, they got three votes. They're still undefeated. I would only expect their votes to increase. Um, and Father McGivney, I know Altamont plays them later on in the season, and they received a one vote. Uh, Christopher uh, there, who beat Nioga in the Super Sectionals last year, and have that uh, Hargrove there uh, going to Nebraska, they received a vote. And a Tri-County, they also received a vote as well. I would expect those to increase as well as we go along in uh, this season there. So uh, there you go. Uh, check out uh, tonight's game with uh, that. You got uh, St. Anthony in the uh, polls and FEM knocking on the door there. So that's a good matchup in the area tonight as well as Altamont. They're state ranked as well and going up against CHBC this evening there. So that is our first look at the polls in high school basketball. And I don't believe they come out with these weekly. I think they, they uh, come out though not as uh, much as the uh, football polls. So uh, we'll look at them peri periodically uh, when they are released. I mentioned in my uh, sports internet there about uh, Northwestern. I'm not going to let you off the hook just like that. Reading off in a sports center hit, I got to talk about uh, some uh, college basketball and uh, see whatever else I can uh, squeeze in here as I uh, close down the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Crenning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now.org. You can't miss a moment with Green. The Bears had Chase Claypool. They are 2-1 since they traded him, 0-13 with him. The Dolphins, 5-1 before activating him, 0-1 since activating him. Last year, the Steelers were 2-6 with him, 11-4 since trading him. Chase Claypool is the ultimate jinx. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Effingham, source for local sports and home to Greenie on 98.9 The Game. Hey, y'all, I'm Lainey Wilson. I've worn Wrangler jeans since I was itty-bitty doing chores on Daddy's Farm. Fit for dreamers, made for doers. This season's styles will have you ready for the fall and all those crisp mornings and cool days ahead. Now, I don't know about you, but no matter where I am, a pair of Wranglers takes me back home. They also make the best boot cut around. Y'all know I love a flare. Wrangler, for the ride of life. 
Meet Cheryl. Hey. She's on vacation and lost in the moment. Unfortunately, so is her Chase debit card. It's got to be somewhere. Maybe she lost it at Salsa Night. These skirts should have pockets. Or maybe she lost it at Pilates. Three and two and... But she's not worried. With the Chase mobile app, she can lock her card till it turns up. Tools that help protect. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. And now, the starting lineup. With the five wins, I think they'll have enough playoff points. This is Marty Stock at Hoover's Plus with some money-saving ideas. Start with a great... On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Only here on ESPN Radio for just say a smidge bit longer. Travis Sparks, flying solo here today. Let's take a look at uh, some uh, college basketball from last night. Might be able to squeeze in the NFL too, see what happens. In the college basketball uh, last night, like I mentioned there, I wasn't going to let Northwestern get off the hook that easily. Just talking about it, rushing through in a sports center hit. Uh, Northwestern, what are you doing? You beat Purdue the other week, but now you're losing to a Chicago State. I mean, you can't be... Yeah, I always claim to be Chicago's Big Ten school. You can't be Chicago's Big Ten school and lose to Chicago State. I mean, so that means we're going to receive an invite to Chicago State to join the Big Ten in basketball. A court of the transitive property. Uh, Chicago State won that one a 75-73 to last night. And this also could mean some bad things for the Big Ten as well. Just to show you how kind of mediocrity uh, the Big Ten is this year. That everybody's just beating up everybody. And also, may not be as strong as it has been in a year's past. But... Uh, Northwestern, what are you doing? You're 24, 24 and a half point favorites, and you're losing to Chicago State. But uh, we just lost to Tennessee. Chicago State, Tennessee, which loss means more. Just saying. But I'll stop beating up on Northwestern, even though you're 24 and a half point favorites. Probably should have won that one, but you didn't. Uh, elsewhere, though, I was also an upset as well. Number eight, Creighton. They weren't the only. Northwestern wasn't the only top 25 team to lose there. Uh, UNLV, they won over Creighton 79 to a 64 was the uh, final there. Uh, Florida Atlantic, a team that Illinois had just beat and are one spot behind in the polls despite beating them. Uh, they beat FIU 94 to 60. And BYU won over Denver, 90-74 to was the final score there. And uh, that was it from top 25 action from uh, college basketball last night. Uh, Wisconsin in their number 23 in the country after losing to Arizona the other day. They're hosting a Jacksonville State. And a number 17 in the country, Marquette, who Illinois also lost to. Uh, they're taking on a St. Thomas, Minnesota, and Marquette. A dangerous number, 24.5-point favorites they are in uh, that one. Uh, just 
taking a peek at uh, tomorrow's action, UConn against Zaga. That should be a good one. And the Continental Tire Seattle tip-off in uh, Seattle, obviously, uh, there. Wanted to mention that. And I wanted to say shame on ESPN for getting me excited for a second. But when I clicked on a college basketball this morning, uh, they uh, put on there, uh, Michigan's Juwan Howard out. I was like, oh, he got fired? No. He's just out and about. Got to read the rest of the headline there, Travis, as apparently Juwan Howard was at a charity event. He was photographed at a high school uh, basketball game as well as the uh, his job status is in question uh, there with uh, Michigan not doing so hot lately as well as some uh, claims that have been uh, against uh, there. Hate to see that for a guy like that and a university like that. And I say that with the heaviest of sarcasm there. But shame on you, ESPN, for getting me excited there for a little bit. Yeah, I shouldn't be too excited. I do want him to stick around a little bit longer so Michigan and he can lose to uh, Brad Underwood as well. And hopefully uh, Juwan Howard does do the right thing today and wish his uh, dad a happy birthday. And that is Brad Underwood as well as it's Coach Underwood's birthday today. So happy birthday, Coach Underwood. You are 5-0 and against Juwan Howard in his career. So... Uh, that was it from uh, college basketball. I told you I could squeeze in a little NFL here as I'm closing things out here. Uh, the Chargers and Raiders are on Thursday night football today. Yippee. Uh, Chargers, who are they going to throw out there? I haven't even saw, but Justin Herbert out for the remainder of the season. And is Aiden O'Connell still the quarterback for the Raiders? Coming off that awful game. Uh, but somehow the Raiders are three-point favorites in this one. Over-under a set, 34.5, if you want to have fun with that. Uh, we got three games on Saturday. Yeah, the Vikings-Bengals, Steelers-Colts, Broncos-Lions on a Saturday's triple header there. All those games are on the NFL Network uh, there. Like I mentioned in my sports in their head, the Bears travel to Cleveland this week. Uh, currently, right now, the AFC playoffs are a muddled mess. Really, everywhere is uh, You got Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, Jacksonville in the four right now uh, divisions. But uh, Browns, Steelers, and Colts currently would be in the playoffs if the season ended today. Uh, the Texans wouldn't be on the outside looking in. Broncos, Bengals, Bills, all at 7-6. So right there, you got Steelers. Colts, Texans, Broncos, Bengals, Bills, six teams, all at seven and six, fighting for three playoff spots. Who's going to win there? And in the NFC, you know, you got the 49ers. They have already clinched a, a playoff berth. Uh, there, Dallas can clinch a playoff berth, even though they have a lot of scenarios for that to happen this weekend. Uh, but Detroit and Tampa currently are the division winners. You got Philly, Vikings, Packers in right now. Packers would be in at 6-7. and seven. You got Packers, Rams, Seahawks, Falcons, and Saints, technically. One of them is just going to win the division, though. But they're all at 6-7. and seven. So five teams at 6-7 and seven right now in the NFC fighting for wild card spots. We'll take a look at the rest of the NFL matchups tomorrow, as well as get those pick'em games in. 
for the Colts and the Bears and any games that we have on our network as well. And we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, Eric will be back on the show, back better than ever, and uh, uh, talking about college basketball with the Illini finally back in action on a Sunday, trying to bounce back after that loss against Tennessee. All right, so uh, that will do it here for me as I'm headed over to the podcast. But currently right now on ESPN, we're going to switch things over to uh, Carlin versus Joe. So enjoy the rest of your ESPN Radio afternoon. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Let's go. It's time for overtime, and it's Travis Sparks still uh, flying solo here. Got a couple of things to uh, clean up and just a, a smidge of uh, baseball to uh, hit up on uh, coming up here in overtime, bub. Uh, let's not waste any more time uh, for me. Let's clean up some uh, sports, center, sports Center that I had here. Uh, the Blues are trying to move on without a Craig Bruby. Bruby, that is. Uh, when they host the Washington uh, Senators. Washington Senators? That's what it says here. The Capitals. Does the AP not know that the Washington Senators is the Ottawa Senators, or is it the Washington Senators? Or is it the Washington Capitals? Who do the, who do the Blues play tonight? I, I didn't even realize that it said that. Um, yeah, it's the Senator, Ottawa Senators, not the Washington Senators. Come on, AP. Let's be better. But they host the Ottawa Senators tonight at Enterprise Center. The Blues are coming off that 6-4 to loss against Detroit on a Tuesday, and they're in the middle of a four-game losing streak, and uh, they will try to move on in a life after the Chief. Craig Berube. Uh College basketball roundup uh, from uh, last night. Uh, elsewhere besides Northwestern that I already mentioned, Missouri is off until Sunday, and uh, they'll take on Seton Hall in Kansas City when they do return to the floor. Missouri State back in action on Saturday against Tulsa. And SLU, St. Louis, they are host to uh, Louisiana Tech in their next game on Saturday. The Bulls aim to avoid their third consecutive loss when they take on the Heat tonight. The Bulls are on a two-game losing streak, even though that I would not consider that. They are losers of two games in a row after losing to the Nuggets 114-106 to on Tuesday. They're in 12th place of the Eastern Conference, and uh, that is at 6.30 this evening in Miami. Elsewhere on a sports center, Notre Dame's consensus top 10 draft pick has officially declared for the 2024 NFL draft. Offensive tackle Joe Alt announced yesterday that he'll skip the Sun Bowl against Oregon State to start prepping for April's draft. Alt only allowed four sacks in 25 games during his time with the Irish. The Chicago Cubs are adding some catching depth to the organization. The team has signed Jorge Alfalo to a minor league deal yesterday. Alfalo also received an invitation to a spring training as a part of the deal. The eight-year veteran hit 
146 with a home run and four RBIs in just 18 games between Colorado and Boston last season. Thumbs up to that signing. Uh, the Colts are likely without their star running back for this week. Jonathan Taylor missed his second straight day of practice as he deals with a thumb injury. Taylor suffered the injury on November 26, has 414 yards rushing with four touchdowns in seven games this year, and he's currently tied for second in the AFC South at 7-6 and will host the Pittsburgh Steelers Saturday afternoon there at Lucas Oil. And speaking of the Steelers, a former Steeler A's calling the team into question. A Steelers quarterback legend is questioning the franchise. Former quarterback Ben Roethlisberger recently said on his podcast, of course, Big Ben has a podcast, uh, maybe the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is done. Roethlisberger was commenting on the stay of the team following their recent loss to the Patriots. The 41-year-old also called out head coach Mike Tomlin for his handling of timeouts in the second half. Pittsburgh will look to a snap its two-game skid in Week 15 against the Colts. Steelers are currently tied up for third in the AFC North at 7-6. and six. Uh, The NFL made major announcements on the final day of its special meeting in Irvine, Texas. The league began the day by rewarding 2024 regular, a 2024 regular season game to Brazil and voted to expand the slate of international games from four up to eight beginning in 2025. The game in Brazil will be played in Sao Paulo, and it's used for the 2014 World Cup and 2016 Olympics. They're in that place that they're going to play. In addition, league owners voted to award Super Bowl 61 in 2027 to Los Angeles. It will be the second straight Super Bowl hosted in California. Super Bowl 60 will be played at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Super Bowl 59 will be played in the Superdome. And this year's game is on Las Vegas that I ran down yesterday. So thank you, SportsCenter. Uh, Oklahoma City voters have approved a sales tax to help a fun new downtown arena for the Thunder. The 1% of the sales tax will last six years and go towards funding of the new $900 million arena. As a part of the deal, the Thunder will stay in Oklahoma City through at least 2050. An exact location hasn't been determined for the new arena, but it's expected to open ahead of the 29-30 NBA season. The Thunder moved to OKC in 2008 after previously being in Seattle as the Supersonics. Of course, you knew that. Uh, I I ran through it quickly there at SportsCenter. Uh, Major League Baseball putting an emphasis on showcasing top prospects. The league announced that it will hold a series of spring training games in March that will pit one organization's top prospect group against another. The game will be a part of a doubleheader with a regularly scheduled spring training game. The event will take place from March 14th through the 17th and is being called the Spring Breakout by the league. All 30 teams will participate in the event. Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns are adding a major piece to their 2024 recruiting class. Four-star cornerback Kobe Black announced on Wednesday he is committing to Texas. Black chose the Longhorns over LSU, Oklahoma State, Oregon, and Texas A&M. He ranked as ESPN's 21st overall prospect in the 2024 class. The Texas native joins defensive end Colin Simmons, wide receiver Ryan Wingo, running back Jarek Gibson, and offensive tackle Brandon Baker as top 50 recruits to commit to Texas for their 2024 class. And a couple of former heavyweights will square off in Saudi Arabia next year. According to ESPN, Anthony Joshua and Dante Wilder have a deal in place to fight on March 9th 
in Saudi. The sides agree to do the money, but most come out victorious and uninjured in separate fights on December 23rd to finalize about what was first discussed all the way back in 2019. Joshua uh, will main event, and Wilder also will uh, fight Josh Joseph Parker. Joshua is 6-3, and three, 23 KOs, and Wilder is 40. Three and two and one with 42 KOs. And that does it for your sports scenarios today. All right, uh, moving on here. Like I mentioned, I had a, a smidge, smidge of a baseball here that I saw that again. I think we all know more about Shohei Otani's contract than we do our own because I'm more. Uh, details continue to leak out. Otani is going to be announced with a press conference today with the uh, Dodgers. But uh, it was originally reported that there was no opt-out in this deal. But it turns out he could opt-out if Mark Walter or President of Baseball Ops Andrew Friedman is no longer involved with a team, according to sources told ESPN. The email outlining Otani's contract that was distributed by agents by MLB Players Association on Wednesday and reviewed on ESPN stated, if specific changes in the Dodger personnel, players may opt out of a contract at the end of the season, the change occurs. Two sources familiar with the contract confirmed the initial report by the AP that the specific change is in reference to Walter and Friedman. Otani agreed to that 10-year, $700 million contract with the Dodgers on Saturday, marking him the highest-paid athlete in North American professional sports history. The deal formally announced by the Dodgers on Monday it came with the deferrals that we discussed uh, the other day, and the Dodgers will pay Otani $2 million for every season of his playing career but have an additional $44 million onto escrow account to fund the deferrals. The contract doesn't include a traditional opt-out, but does come with a full no-trade. Otani will get a suite at Dodger Stadium for all regular season and postseason games and will also donate up to 1% of his deal to the team's charitable foundation, which is a standard language for a free agent deal. So it looks like Otani could potentially opt-out of the, of the deal if those two, Walter and Friedman, are out of the Dodgers organization. So yeah, another detail of this complicated contract and this, I don't want to say complicated. It's not complicated. It's in black and white, but it's just kind of all these little extra things that are on to the contract when we first initially got that uh, notification that he signed that $700 million deal for Otani. also wanted to uh, mention that a, a fellow International superstar, international free agent, uh, Yamamoto. It looks like that the Yankees are favorites to land him as of last night. Uh, but the uh, uh, names listed of him potentially still mulling over. Seven teams are in the running for Yamamoto, according to uh, John Hemmen. And those include the Yankees, of course. Also, another New York team, the Mets, the Giants, of course, and the Dodgers are still in on, on Yamamoto. And with those big deferrals of Otani's contract, that could still potentially happen. So wouldn't that be crazy if they sign two Japanese superstars 
and what a rotation that would be in 2025 with Otani and Yamamoto there potentially. Uh, but the Dodgers are still in it. The Blue Jays, they may lose out on Otani, but maybe get Yamamoto. The Phillies and Red Sox. <sighs> Where are the Cardinals? Nowhere to be found. Of course not. We're good. We signed, we signed Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson. What more do we need? I, again, when we started this free agent process, I I told Eric and I told the show that uh, maybe landing Yamamoto is uh, a dream because of the $200 million deal, all the uh, posting fee that we would have to pay as well. Just get me in the running. Like, this seems a little ridiculous. I, w I wasn't going to go into this this much, but looking at that list again, it just kind of makes me mad all over again when I first saw that last night. I don't. I didn't care if we signed Yamamoto. I just wanted to be in the running. Like, we just saw the Cubs, both whether it was reported or not, they, at the beginning of the free agent process, at the start of the offseason, they were the second leading favorites to Lan Otani. So they were in the running for a while. They eventually dropped out of that high price tag. Whatever. Okay. They were at least in the running. I said at least be in the running for some of these big-name free agents. We never even contacted Aaron Nola, and Nola wasn't even going to leave Philadelphia anyways. The price tag may be a little bit too high for Dylan Cease, which I don't mind that at all. But it looks like Glasnow is in a deep conversations, and the Dodgers are going to be the contenders to land him. But uh, where are we? At least be in the running. I don't care if you sign these guys. At least be in the room and uh, don't just kind of sit on your laurels like we continue to sit on and... We're kind of getting towards that dark period in St. Louis sports, I feel, if we're not here already. I mean, what are our, what are our general managers and, and our ownership group uh, doing in city sports? I mean, the most successful franchise in St. Louis is the soccer team. And that's not to say anything bad about them, but at least they're doing things right. And at least that they have people coming out to their games and it looks like they are on a high trajectory, but they are on the biggest high trajectory of a St. Louis sports franchise because you get rid of uh, Ruby who led you to that Stanley cup in 2019, one of those founding pieces. And over last season, you got rid of Ryan O'Reilly, Tarasenko, those two guys, those were the definition of our franchise. When we acquired Ryan O'Reilly from Buffalo, he immediately ingrained himself in the St. Louis community, and he eventually became the captain. And, of course, he'll always go down in history of being the captain. And uh, Petrangelo uh, was the person to uh, lift up the cup first. And, but uh, Ryan O'Reilly was, of course, uh, the Conn Smythe. Uh, there of the whole entire finals, and you got rid of him. Teresico, gone. And uh, it looks like they're headed, when you get rid of your head coach, you can only think that they would rebuild, and they've gotten away with other pieces uh, as well. And so it's dark, I don't want to say dark days for the Blues, but it's more leaning towards a rebuild more than a uh, Stanley Cup contender. And that's sad to see. 
And uh, Mozeliak can uh, parade out and uh, go on radio shows saying that he believes we're World Series contenders. It's one thing to say that, to have confidence in your locker room, which clearly he does after last year's six starters comment. But it's another thing to just kind of have blind faith within your players. It's fine to say that, but as a fan base, we know the truth and we can see the forest we can see the forest for the trees. Like, th- we're not World Series contenders with what we've got. Um, it's just frustrating that the cynical side of me kind of wants the season to go badly again for the Cardinals. Be like, okay, you came out and said that you didn't want this to be a trend. You wanted this to be a blimp on the radar. I think uh, Bill with a third said that. And what did you do in the offseason to try to correct that? You signed 40-year-olds and people that rejoined your organization. Oh, yeah, you kind of placated the organization by uh, and the fan base by bringing on Yachty again. And whether that has something to do with his family, he's not going to be full-time back with the club. But okay. And uh, we, we had needs that are met. And we traded away Tyler O'Neill. We got our relievers that can eat innings, that can strike people out and whatever. But <sighs> right now it doesn't it doesn't look good. And the cynical side of me wants another bad season to show, hey, we need to do something different once again. You don't want to be in last place again? Then actually go out and do something or at least go and be in second place. That's all I want right now. I'm not asking to sign Yamamoto. I just wanted to be in the running. I just wanted to be in second, third, an offer that he considered or whatnot. We already have Lars Newbar with our foot in the door. Right? We can't even take a meeting. We can't even get in the running or whatnot and see what he wants. Like, who's to say that hasn't happened? But, I mean, Lars Newbar's been putting in the work. He's doing everything that he can, being over in Japan. I know that uh, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Otani were all in on the meeting uh, for uh, Yamamoto when he met with the Dodgers, but that that's a strong case when you put the Dodgers in front of you and that they can still pay you because Otani took less money and deferred less money to a later date. So this would be... Either way, he signs with the Yankees, he signs with the Yankees are the Yankees, and the Dodgers are the Yankees of the West. So uh, it could potentially be uh, the Yankees in the uh, Dodgers in the World Series. What the TV execs want, maybe not what everybody else wants, but (sighs) it's just frustrating. Frustrating, frustrating, frustrating to see that, that yet again the Cardinals... Not even in the running, what I wanted. But that's my little Cardinals ran for uh, the day, and that was a path that I wasn't anticipating on uh, going here today. But there you go. I made it worth your while in overtime, and I made it one for the books there. But uh, I got to run here, and I'm going to get out of here, and Eric will be back with me tomorrow in a studio. Back better than ever tomorrow and we'll have your feel good uh, Friday as we take a look at Pick'em, take a look at the NFL for the week and recap everything that happens in local sports tonight as well as take a look at the 
weekend's action as well. All on tomorrow's show. So tune into that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. I'm out. Peace. Peace.